All right, everybody, it's Scoots here, and it's time uh, to introduce our new series. And I guess this is something of a reboot. I, I looked up the actual definition of reboot, and I said, wait a second, because uh, I got some great, great questions on a Patreon AMA about, hey, so would you ever reboot a series? And I would say that this is interesting because this is a, a series, this is the beginning of the series uh, for you because you're listening right now. And in some sense, it's a character who is in the middle of a reboot. And I said, well, this is kind of rebooting the series. It's it's a standalone series. You don't have to have heard that. Uh, and you might even be better off uh, hearing things through the character eyes for the first time. And, uh, like a character though, that I have great affinity for, as you'll find out, but yeah, it's uh, someone that existed before, but if you're just getting to know her now, you're really in, you're really in for something special and sleepy. So I'm trying to think of anything else you might need to know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, coming, coming to you live from the outside my apartment in his own car. Still, we're more recording this as uh, the new agreement we have. I mean, talk about willing to do things for his art, though I did realize I don't have any way of confirming that he's actually outside in his car. He could be at his home in his car and say he drives from Los Angeles here, which I, which would, would I, which I probably would respect greatly. To say, wow, Antonio, you you must have known. I can't. There's no way for me to check if you're actually sitting outside, in your car, zooming in to record thirty seconds of audio, and not unnecessarily driving twelve unpaid hours as a favor to all the listeners, huh? But I, I but I won't check because if I, I feel like. Uh, uh, but so coming to you to set this up, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Ah, uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for a tale. Or more than, it's time for tale, the tale, uh, Scooter, this, uh, it's time for a reboot. Uh, none of that works, but this is my, you know, this is the first episode. So, uh, join me in listening to tales of Lady Witchbeard. I didn't like the way my mouth sounded on that one. Join me. Also, by the way, I, I, I did drive. Uh, I wish you would have told me that was an option, uh, but I am able to make it there. On all electric, and then I drive nearby, and I charge my car, and then I drive halfway home, charge again, then I drive the rest of the way. But it's time to join me in listening to tales of Lady Witchbeard. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that, Antonio. You know, I used to tell my, one of my roommates he like that he was a la- like you could be one of the last honest. Uh, also, you could just be. Hey, that's great. I'm glad you, that's so good for the environment. You're really doing good for the environment. Um, and I'm sure there's other things you're doing, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you're taking some calls. Hopefully, you're listening to some other podcasts and stuff while you're driving, thinking, doing. I mean, when you were thinking. Is your are your thoughts as handsome as I would assume they were? Anyway, it's time for tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, hey everyone, this uh, I just want to ask you a quick question and set something up in your mind while you're there listening. If you want, this is optional imagination, but I want you to think about it. what if or. Maybe once, uh, one of those two things, because maybe once you knew someone that was very charismatic, uh, or what if uh, you knew someone that was very charismatic, and, and they weren't all good, and they weren't all bad, 
In fact, they were so charismatic, so comfortable in who they were. They just were who they were. You know, they said, well, I do some, some things that I've, you know, and then, I, you know, I make mistakes. But it was more than that because their charisma didn't come from behave, just behave. You say, well, they're, you know, they're acting charismatically or they have an air of charisma. No, you could sense in them something deep and powerful, something like unfathomable even, but that you wanted to, you say, I want to plumb those depths, you know, figuratively. But when you were with them, you felt at ease most of the time. You felt protected and under their care. You felt safe. But not just as safe in a way that triggers apathy or lying around. I mean, that would be great. That's a different kind of charismatic figure, I guess, than this one. Maybe once or what ifing we're doing. Because for me, it's both. No, this particular person I'm talking about put me such at ease that I could step out of my comfort zone, that I felt that freedom, not just to to naturally be me, but to take more risks than I might have taken on my own, calculated ones we're talking about. Now, what would you give uh, to be around that person, right? Now, you say, okay, well, something reasonable. They wouldn't ask for something unreasonable, probably, the way you're describing them. And I'd say, yeah. And, and you say, well, that's something maybe I'm searching for. And I'd say, same here. You know, I was searching for it. Uh, but what if uh, you kind of fell out of touch with that person, Maybe once, and you went from a what if to a maybe once, and there was something in between those moments. And it might sound like I'm not talking about someone realistic, and I'd say, well, yeah, this is a one in a million, one in a billion type person. And you say, well, it sounds more like you're talking about a goddess or a demigod or something. Or maybe you're just projecting or over, and I'd say it's possible. That part, uh, but no, this isn't a goddess or a demigod or, you know, Marvel characters always say, wait a second, uh, couple coming soon and really not that long ago, you'd say, wait a second, uh, you could be, you could have been, I said, well, you remind me of uh, Lady Witchbeard in a sense. Oh, and then I said her name. But some of you might say, Lady Witchbeard, who's that or why should I even care? And I said, it's a great, uh, totally understandable. And I got two words for you, witch pirate. Uh, And I don't mean like sandwich pirate or, hey, which pirate are we looking at? Uh, Which is a pirate with the hairy legs on Pirates of the Caribbean? No, no, no. I'm talking about a witch. uh, like in, actually, another character is, is, whose name I feel Agatha or the Scarlet Witch or uh, oh now I forgot her name. Uh, you know, famous witches. Uh, they're all witches, right? You'd say, what if there was a witch that was a pirate? And you say, whoa, boy, I'm not comfortable with either one of those. Well, what if it was the same person I just described to you? And you were able to feel so safe that your normal, maybe even ingrained impressions of pirates and witches were put at ease. Maybe just by her mere presence, you say, oh, well, this is like, uh, I thought I knew everything there was to assume about pirates and witches. But now I realize I was just assuming and I really had no idea. What you know that, uh, and that's why I'm here to talk to you tonight. Because uh, you might say, "Okay, but who, who, one, who are you? Who's talking? And you know, why are we here? And those are you know, great questions that I'm gonna fill you in on.
Now, I will say, speaking of words that have meaning, you know, dual meanings or words that have feelings behind them, I want you to think this is an exercise that I, I didn't even know we would be doing, but I think it's to prepare you for what I'm called and what I go by. Because understandably, uh, you may have uh, some feelings about my name, but she won't change my name. I, I know Lady Witchbeard well enough. Uh, she calls me by something. And so I want to repower this word for you. In some sense, reboot it uh, or just offer you a picture of the word. So I want you to imagine we're in the grocery store and we're talking the big box grocery store. You know, the ones not, no, not the big one where you buy in bulk. Uh, but, you know, one of those mainstream ones that you say, oh, this is where, you know, this is where the serial monarchs uh, sell their wares. So we're in that kind of store. And I don't know, this is a question we've never talked about before. I think, does, does everybody go, do I do a theme park? Do I navigate a theme park in a grocery store in the same way? And I don't know. I go left and then I go in a clockwise manner. I think the answer is yes. Uh, but let's say we went into my grocery store and we went, we did go left through the, the the produce section. No, no, not my Trader Joe's. This is the this is the old corporate you know, the old corporate goods store. If we could put artificial stuff in it, we will. Uh, so we'll go through the produce section and uh, and then we take a right and we're saying, wait a second, uh, what do I need? And we say, well I'm just here to kind of uh, make an analogy and a metaphor to put you more at ease. Well, what aisle do you do that in? Well, I, th I can't remember actually if it's because it, this is where I get mixed up because, and plus they keep moving stuff around. Uh, it could be the aisle with coffee or the aisle with fruit. Like it's like, ha then it could be the aisle with baking ingredients or it could be the, but it's not the cereal aisle. That's where it should be. But maybe it is, but it, like, so it could be in one of those aisles. Uh, I want to say for some reason it's always near juice boxes, but I would think it would be near cereal. But definitely it will be near pancake mix, pre-mixed pancake and waffle mixes. Uh, and we see it there. And, oh, wow, I realized, well, the coffee is on, one, is on another aisle, but it's also at the end cap. And then there is the uh, mixes for pancakes and things. And then this is what we're looking for. It uh, comes in a glass jar. And it's something you add to things. I don't really know. Like, I started adding it to smoothies inconsistently over the past 12 years because they said it's got to be good for you. It comes in a jar. And it's called wheat germ. And you get it. And, and it looks a bit like it looks tasty. Uh, when you look at it through the jar, and it's a, it's not quite a powder, it's not quite a grain, it's a wheat germ. And you can even look at the back of it. I think it describes that it's some part of the wheat, it's the germ. And it breaks off, and, you know, then they separate it, and then so it's got some stuff in there, like uh, probably folic acid, but I'm just guessing. And other stuff you might like. So, but you say, well, there's another way to use that word. And I say, right. It's like the germ of an idea where an idea starts. And you say, well, what, like, is, I thought the germ maybe was like the food for the seed. But they say, wait a second, it's in the grain, right? But anyway, sometimes it gets used for the start of an idea, too. And it, sometimes I think Lady Witchbeard gets mixed up because she thinks it's like a, like a husk, uh, or just a piece of an idea that's incomplete, but maybe she's right. But that's what she calls me. In the spirit of one of those two things, uh, she calls me germ with lowercase g. But I just want to let you know that because uh, in a sudden, a lovingly friendly manner, 
like a nickname, but I think that's that's what just what she called. I mean, when I and I'll tell you, maybe you could catch how I feel when she calls me, and I feel good. Like when someone you have a crush on says your name, you say, "Oh boy, you said my name!" Like even though it's not my, that's my name, Germ. So I hope I could put you at ease about that. Uh, so that's uh, so that's who I am. Well, where am I? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're at a bed and breakfast that I work at. And it's way, way out in the middle of nowhere, out on the edge of the transverse plane. And I've worked there since a long time, a long, long time. And this bed and breakfast is a place, actually, people go for reboots. Occasionally, it'll be used for the main purpose of bed and breakfast, which is a romantic getaway. And I guess I'm surprised that now that we're talking about it, that more bed and breakfasts haven't. Uh, because it ha- like here's some key things that make something a bed and breakfast. Beds and breakfast, okay. Some sort of, like, look that I said, well, this could be a country house or something. Normally, French doors are required. Multiple pairs of French doors, which are double doors with glass. Ideally, a a pair of French doors that opens up into a garden, maybe with hedges and flowers. A fireplace, a library, or living room, sitting area, usually key to a bed and breakfast. Older furniture, doilies, the doily things that go on the arms of chairs, those are all traditional. Smiling couple, maybe, that's not, you know, that runs the place. In this particular case, it is. But this one is even better. So it has the gardens, but then it has grounds because it's outside. And, you know, so then it has a back 40, you might call it, like uh, just open. It has a pond where you could go for sitting or playing with, you know, feeding ducks. Uh, In my case, giving it a, you know, swimming in there. And then it has brambles and woods uh, behind it. And then even out behind the back 40 part, a trail that goes to the transverse plane, which is not too key in our discussion here, but it is an intersection of universes that I've found my ability to access. Now, you probably have two natural questions. What do I do at this bed and breakfast, and why is this? Why does any of it matter? And I say, wow, you're, you're, you're really making my job easy. So what do I do there as I tell bedtime stories? Uh, that's uh, how I applied my trade. Uh, in another world, I may do it by another way, even though this exists in your world. In your time, this is uh, all taking place uh, in parallel with your, and this is in our universe. I just go by a germ here and not scooter. But so I tell the clientele bedtime stories. It's a service uh, that uh, arrangement the couple and I had back when I thought I was going to have a lot of romantic getaways. Uh, I think that's why I made the deal, which, you know, gives you, but chuckle, chuckle, but, uh, I don't know if you'd want to have a romantic getaway someplace you work anyway. So it worked out for the best. Uh, but 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 really what I realized is that, uh, you know, I have, I have a deeper role there, non-professional role. Well, a professional nincompoop, once a lady which weird called me that. Uh, and I'd say she's probably right because... Uh, I could take the characters out for walks on the transverse plane, and sometimes they would connect with uh, what they need to connect with uh, to help them as part of their reboot or wherever they're going on their journey. And the particular clientele this uh, this bed and breakfast serves is very uh, niche, you'd say. It goes for beings, even creatures, you may say, Associated with the the autumn, the the great autumn festival, where people dress up like beings, uh, but not necessarily are them. Those you'd say like uh, friends that live in swamps or lagoon-based creatures, uh, brides of uh, Frankenstein's, uh, purple. Uh, 
eater, you know, purple people, purple people pals. Uh, those are the kind of clients that go there and they say, well, you know, I've lost my, you know, I'm, I'm uh, just find myself e- eating carrots. That's it. And I say, okay, well, let's talk about it. So that's where I work and that's where we are now. Now, one of the other features is not just to the main house, but there's bungalows out back, uh, kind of lining parts of the garden for a little bit more privacy or extended stays. And like I said, I always one day I hope to have an office uh, in a bungalow on the Universal back lot, even though I'd never get any work done because I just go out to, 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 to goof around and people watch with the, the trams that go by. And just to put it out there, like I do have one day, I would like to sit in the the chair uh, that overlooks. It's like a chair for the guarding of water. Uh, uh, right, looks overlooks where old Angela Lansbury plied her trade. Though I don't think I think it goes by another name of a town now. So I don't know. Just something I <laughs> on my mind. Uh, Okay, so there's these cabanas or bungalows, you'd call them. And in one of these bungalows or cabanas right now, rebooting, resting, R&R is Lady Witchbeard, the witch pirate who had, uh, I think she's known as, she was once known as the scourge of the 11 or 12 seas. Then we had met each other years and years and years ago. When she was staying there on another re- re- like reboot trip, uh, and I kind of got her going in on a mission. I think she was looking for a mission. That was in another universe, uh, similar to ours historically, where she, like I played her the song, the Neil Young song about Hernan Cortez, and then she set out to, to deal with Hernan Cortez before, you know, to... to, to um, you know, uh, she, she did just set that. She's, she wanted to teach him some manners. And that kind of caused a lot of disruptions in most of the time-space continuum. It also resulted in me uh, being ejected across time and space. Uh, and eventually Lady Witchbeard had to set out and collect my pieces because it was my, somehow it was my incompetence, uh, and so she set out to re, re, recollect all those pieces. That may be a pretty good, uh, may be becoming like a plot device in a lot of sleep with me, a, a series. Uh, but so we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But she did do that. Uh, and she returned and returned to me. And she's been resting and R and Ring ever since. And time has passed. And at first I said, uh, you know, I had to take my own time. I'd been, you know, separated across time and space in little bricks, you know, waiting for Lady Witchbeard to come rescue me and, re, re, you know, reassemble me. And, you know, through some magic process, I was able to be returned to who I was. And, you know, naturally, when someone does that big a favor, there could be some resentment where uh, you say, well, I need a break from you because I just... uh you know, spent whatever, the equivalent of 40 human years uh, tracking you down. And so we kind of, our friendship needed a break. But, uh, you know, I found when I returned to my regular life that it definitely wasn't the same. And I missed I missed Lady Witchbeard specifically and in general and how she made me feel when I was around her. Now, some of you may just uh, just uh, set the stage. You say, well, "Scoot, scoot, scoot, germ." Tell me what it is. So you're saying she's a witch uh, and a pirate, uh, and I say yes. Uh, and you say, "Does that mean what I think it means?" I say, "Maybe it means she is uh, engaged in generally engaged in piracy on the." And and I guess that this is in the grand move, you know, not in the uh, actual sense. Because she lives in a pirate universe, the 12 Cs, different than our universe. Uh, 
So it's a little bit broader term, with you know, because you say, well, you're just taking people's stuff. I'm not into that. And I said, don't worry, that's not Lady Witchbeard's game. And also, she is, yeah, she is like, uh, is she green? Yes. Uh, does she have a pointed hat? No. Does she have a broom? At times, she does. Uh, does she have a cat? No. Because I'm allergic to cats, and I just realized that I may be the equivalent of her cat, so that's a little bit embarrassing. But it's so she doesn't have a cat, uh, but she's got me. <laughs> Great, she's got me. Does she have a cauldron? It, at times, you know, but she, usually she it, her ship does have a cauldron. Yes. I mean, imagine if you were, so imagine there was a piracy world. And again, you know, not, you said, well, all pirates are bad or all pirates are good. No, all pirates, some pirates are bad. Some pirates are good. If it was an SAT question, Lady Witchbeard is both and neither. But say you're a regular, say you're old Rumbeard or whatever out there. And you're just taking stuff. You say, oh, there's a like a freighter of potatoes. I'm going to go take the potatoes. And Lady Witchbeard says, those potatoes are for people that are going to eat them. And she comes, she hears about it. Uh, and she says, well, I'm going to take whatever, like, like that kind of thing. Imagine if you were Rumbeard and you didn't never encountered Lady Witchbeard. And then you see her and you say, why, well, you know, I cover my beer in rum and uh, and uh, rum balls, and I throw we throw rum balls at uh, anybody that you know. That's what we use to intimidate people. And we also yell with our mouths full of rum balls. That's what we do here on the Rumbeard ship. And so well, that's ridiculous, anyway. So we'd probably, but so imagine you're that on that ship, and then you see her standing in the stern. She still wears a billowing cloak, of course, when the wind is billowing. And in addition to being an adeptus sailor and scourge of the twelve seas, or the eleven seas, uh, she has a power. You know, she can catch. She's she's a magic user. So that's a pretty. I mean, you say, oh "Boy, uh, that's not good." If you, if you're up against her. So I guess that's really all you need to know at this point, other than she saved me twice. Uh, and she also, like, is against her. And I say, well, boy, Hernan Cortez is my favorite conquistador. You know, I'm a big fan of conquistadors. I say, well, I mean, is, like, are you studying them? Because uh, you probably, if you're a conquistador fan, you may be listening to the wrong podcast anyway. Uh, just, uh, yeah, but... Uh, so, I mean, she's she conquered conquistadors. Or de, de, she said, no, no, you're not going to conquista anything. And these are in other universes, because I guess apparently, according to the time council, that would disrupt our timeline if she did any of that here. So that's why she's in our timeline, just resting and relaxing in her bungalow, condo. Where for a few months now, you know, I got the bug and I stayed patient. I tried, you know, I, I first I avoided her, then I dreaded accidentally running into her because also the bed and breakfast people were like, "What are you doing? We're gonna have to find a new bedtime storyteller." And I said, uh, "Is that really you're gonna find somebody else that works for tea and and breakfast?" And they said, "Maybe." And they said, also, Lady Witchbeard, like, when she got here, you said, put her on my account. Uh, and I said, oh. So they said, you owe us, like, 4,000 bedtime stories. I said, okay, well, I'd be over there then. So then I was avoid, you know, I wasn't really avoiding her, but I was, like, part of me was. Part of me was hoping I'd run into her out for a walk or something. And then I'm, as I'm known to do, then I kept taking walks closer and closer to her bungalow and then, you know, then not seeing her. So then walking really loud, that didn't work. Uh, mumbling, that didn't work. Calling back, like pretending to, of course I was pretending, but calling back or waving to somebody that wasn't there and saying hello 
when I was standing near Lady Witchbeard's bungalow. On the 26th time I did that, uh, she did start tapping at her window because, uh, and I waited to common, you know, noise hours, 10 a.m. To, to 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. So I think it was like 10.01, but I don't know if she was a sleeper making breakfast, but she just tapped, tapped, tapped on her window through through the curtain, so I couldn't actually see her. But I I said, oh, boy, 26, 26 times is a charm. So then at least I knew she was aware of my existence. Uh, and I said, okay, we've re- reestablished contact Uh so then I would do some gentle tripping. Then I was pretending to do work. Uh, I even begged the couple that they said, well, we have a landscaper. And I said, well, don't. And then I said, well, maybe I'll practice some bedtime stories. Uh, that immediately got tapping because uh, I guess she was trying to work. And then I, So I kept it up and I kept it. Uh, I tried to respect Lady Witchwood's privacy. Uh, but, you know, try to get her attention. And and I was really busy. T- I was telling a lot of bedtime stories. You know, I definitely felt like I needed to repay her in some way other than, like, paying for her stay at this bed and breakfast. Uh, and I said, well, you know, it's been a few, like, uh, I don't know, been a while. So I said at least six months to a year longer that she'd been rarring. But eventually what happened was that one day, so outside of her bungalow, not that far, it was like a picnic table, a couple other tables and stuff, but a picnic table with the built-in benches and stuff and a really nice one. And that would be like I'd play drums there on the table, uh, sing to myself, uh, pretend to be talking in my sleep, all those, you know, all those tropes, uh, but one day I went there and I saw a note there with a rock on it. It's a germ on there. It was sealed, like one of those things you see in movies with the wax seal. And it said, uh, like, uh, I opened it up and said, the assignment uh, for germ. And I said, oh, boy, this is it. And I said, uh, and I then uh, I read it a few times. But then I started reading it out loud to try to get, like, and, and trying to be confused by it because... I was hoping Lady Witchwood would come out and correct me. But it was like, uh, get me all the, like uh, this hempen rope or something and leave it. Uh. And so this went on for a while where it was like, uh, like four planks of uh, bark board or something. I don't know. She would get it. And then I would talk to somebody that knew what the, I said, what is this? Uh, and they said, rope, uh, and they said, hemp and rope. And they said, well, anyway, here's where this is. A... So I was spending a bit of my own money. So I said, okay, this is good, Lady Witch. I'm gonna... then I had... And then I was like, uh, I'd try to leave notes for Lady Witchbeard. It would just come with new assignments. So it never... I said, uh, like, where should I put the receipts? But uh, it went on and on and on. And... It started to get bored, but even though I was busy, it was kind of like, it felt like a little bit of, uh, like I was collecting things. And then I was wondering what she was doing with the stuff. And one mistake, you know, that Lady Witchbeard naturally makes is, uh, but one skill set I have is like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to have to lull, like I'm going to have to, just like I can use the lulling soothing tones when I'm telling bedtime stories at the bed and breakfast. I got to use lulling, aloof tones uh, with Lady Witchbeard. So eventually, I fell onto the game of like you're being you're being too much yourself. Uh, you got to be more yourself uh, yourself. So I started just trying to carry out her tasks uh, in a way like it was really like um, trying to think. Uh, I don't know, like trying to find like these like salted something or salted fish or something. I say, okay, uh, uh, I don't know. I tried to act like I was really doing the tasks and I was like a little bit uh, caught up in it uh, and it was taking me longer when it wouldn't take me that long because I say salted fish. They say, oh, well, this is, you know, 
because I guess the one thing Lady Witchwood didn't know about was like YouTube. Because it's someplace that they said, well, we don't sell that or this is really expensive. So, but, and they say, oh, I could just go on YouTube and figure it out. Because it was like a waxed uh, canvas. That was another one. It did actually take me, well, would it take, if I had to figure it out on my own, it would have taken years. Uh, so that's why I kind of let Lady Witchbeard believe. Uh, and I'd be muttering myself. Uh, and that actually worked. Now, only after like four weeks, uh, where I was like mostly watching YouTube videos and I had my phone in Lady Witchbeard's bungalow. Like, so I was at a distance. Uh, in what you would call a treehouse, uh, but that uh, they used to run out to bed and breakfast, but that was like where I had been sleeping and stuff when I would stay overnight. And you know, I said you don't rent this out for like not nah, like the room. Like I said, this is just for sleeping. This place, right? To the owners, I said because I don't need to be. Uh, and they said, don't worry about it. It's your place. Uh, and it, it's like kind of, Lady Witchbeard, I assume, didn't know where it was. But my window looked on her bungalow. Just on like the, the, where the, the path was and the um, table. Not in, like just a bit of her front door. So I could watch if she was coming or going. And also, like a lot of times, I'd imagine myself knocking on the door and saying, "Let's like uh, get to the sea," you know, like if like how I wanted things to be. But so I'd be watching YouTube videos on like whatever salting fish or like uh, making barrels. Uh, I say bung, like what's a bung or whatever, and finally one time I see her door open. I see her look around. And, uh, I see her like listen and then I see her start sneaking off and I knew I couldn't follow her without getting caught. But so what I would do is I'd like, I said, okay, the first, uh, they started noticing that it was happening on the regular, on the daily basis. So she was doing, and I said, well, maybe she's just going for a walk and maybe I better make sure she's not going to trip on anything. That's how I justified it. So then I would like set up like a high, like a, like a, a hideout or whatever, a duck blind, you'd call it, uh, like along the path. Uh, and then I kept extending that, uh, till eventually this is a long meandering. She was going in a long meandering way, so I couldn't follow her, but eventually I learned where she was going, which was this lake, uh, a couple miles from where the bed and breakfast is, not on the transverse plane. And she had a boat out there, a sailboat, and she would go out there and she would sail. And she was doing different roping things and moves and judging the wind and taking down the sail, putting the sail back up, like jumping out of the boat, swimming back to it, uh, all sorts of stuff. She really seemed happy, but also very intensely focused. Uh, and, you know, do, I don't know, moving the rudder, the boom and all that stuff. I was, in, I was just like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then one day, I, you know, I kind of got bored with it, to be honest. I said, okay, how much joy can Lady Witchbeard partake in that I'm not a part of? Uh, and then one day, I said, so I missed a few times watching her. So this one time I said, well, let me just see. She's probably done. And she was like practicing swimming underwater and stuff and fishing. And so then I saw like someone else was in the boat with her. And they had like a clipboard and they were taking notes uh and then they got back to the dock and, uh, the person like was even watching her dock, like the boat and writing stuff down. And then they just nodded and they got out and then they, they kind of were in like pantaloons or something. I said, what are they wearing? Pantaloons, boots with like, uh, they look like they got, uh, I don't know, like kind of like pirate boots. Like with buckle, I said, what the heck? I said, what are pantaloons? Are those pantaloons? 
And then I was like, have I been replaced by someone that has a clipboard? So then, of course, I went and bought a clipboard. And I started walking around with that. Uh, and a couple days later, uh, like I noticed, uh, like uh, the, like I went out there and Lady Witchwood wasn't in the boat. when she, I said, that's normally a time. And then I said, well, should I sneak down to the boat? And... Now, I know what you're thinking, and yeah, I did it. But but so the important part isn't that I sunk her boat and tried to go sailing and unsuccessfully went sailing and left the boat rope to the dock, but it still sunk right next to the dock. And, you know, like, uh, it was totally fine because it was right by the dock, and I'm a good swimmer. None of that's important. I mean, it was to Lady Witchbeard, oh, boy. Was it important to her? But, and I said, wow, you're kidding me. Your boat's, that boat sank. And she said, how do you know about my boat? This is another conversation. You know, we're not there. We won't ever be there. She's not, she won't ever be ready to talk about it. She said, how did you know about my boat? I said, that's terrible. Your boat sank and that, right by that, you know. So, but what I did find right before the boats, as it was going down, was a crumbled up piece of paper shoved in the, like, uh, corner of the boat. And I opened it up, uh, like, uh, and uh, somehow, I don't know, when I opened it up, actually, this was part of the reason, well, no, the boat was already kind of, so how did it get so many holes in it? Uh, and I said, wow, that sail could be a parachute. It really moves away. Wait, I found this piece of paper covered in uh, green tears, uh, and it's uh, it was tough because it was in the old ye old pirate language. But what I took from it was that that was kind of like the pirate. There's a pirates guild one in this world, Lady Witchbeard's from, and apparently you need to like you're like you could be. It's kind of piracy in that world. It's like a trade. You're part of a trade organization. Piracy, this is Pirates Guild. And you become, there's levels of piracy, like you're an apprentice pirate or whatever, journey pirate, I don't know, or like pirate in charge, a full pirate. And that was part, like, I guess you got to keep up your license or whatever. And Lady Witchbeard had not done that because she had been saving me and a bunch of other stuff. And so, um, unfortunately, like her thing had expired, her membership in the guild had gone and they said, well, now you got to re retake your test. And I guess, uh, she, uh, like, according to this piece of paper, if my understanding is correct, she had lost her pirate, her status as a pirate, and she was now considered an apprentice pirate. And, you know, despite her years of exemplary service, you know, because of the, you know, subrule BCQ or whatever, I don't know, a lot of that stuff is beyond me. Plus, it was wet. I was soaking wet. And I don't know if it was green tears or actually or, or a gift from a bird, but it said, "Okay." And then you're like, "You're you're uh, you're whatever. You're going to be apprenticed to this person. You're forty, twenty, forty, twenty, twenty-one. I don't know. They would come to see you." And I said, "Oh boy, I feel bad for that person because." Uh, but then I said, "Oh no, like." Uh, Lady Witchbeard's going to be, like, and then I started watching, and I, even, like, then she, she was out of her place packing and putting potted plants out uh, and, uh, like, looking busy, like, her windows were open, and I said, oh, boy, like, this is it. Like, I'm going to lose Lady Witchbeard. What if I lose her forever? So then I, like, I went out to her place and I said, you know, I'm not leaving until you talk to me. Like, one of those. Uh, and, uh, and then she didn't answer. So then I left an assignment. I said, my assignment, uh, like, uh, are my assignments completed? Uh, I know something's going on because uh, your window, you know. And 
she she left me a thing. She said, Germ, you know, without it, like, uh, like I've been reassigned, you know, I don't have a grand mission. And, uh, so I have to reestablish my membership in the piracy guild and I'm going to go away and, and return to the 12, you know, the world of the 12 seas, you know, pirate realm or whatever. And I said, wait a second, uh. And then I said, "Could I? Jo- could I- is there a way I could be apprentice to a pirate apprentice? Pirate apprentice? I think that's what a cat is. But like Lady Witchbeard. Oh, this you might say. Are there a lot of witch pirates? Nope, only Lady Witchbeard. Uh, so that should answer that question. So then I remembered though, and how I'd forgotten this uh, was my method. Now this is probably misguided." Because, uh, once again, I was putting my needs before other people's needs, which is something I do all the time. And my need to be, uh, you know, an assistant to Lady Witchbeard and, you know, my need to be like, uh, I remember that the last time I got her a mission was through music. And so one of the things I've been doing is like, uh, like a big fan of like getting old Fisher Place record players and trying to get them to work again. And I said, okay, I just got to find the right song for Lady Witchbeard. So I'll just sit outside. Hopefully I can do this before she goes away on her assignment. Uh, And I think I knew, I don't know, I had like, I was like, okay, I got like a week or something, whatever the date was on the thing. So I started sitting out there, and I made a list of all these songs about the sea. And, you know, songs, like I said, okay, like there's Beyond the Sea. I was trying to find sea songs. There's also songs I like, uh, uh, um, like uh, Ocean Size, The Ocean, Come Sail Away, uh, La Mer, Oh, Ocean Man, that's one of the ones I like by Ween, Octopus's Garden. There's like other versions of Sail Away. There's even a um, Glee version. There's like Sailing by Christopher Cross. Oh, no, that's the one. No, no, Christopher Cross Sailing covered by Sync, which has the same, which has some of the same music from the song Ocean Man. I don't know. There was Oh Castles Made of Sand, Southern Cross, uh, Under the Sea, of course, Yellow Submarine, uh, Ocean Eyes. That was the only song. That's by Billie Eilish. That was the only song that up until she she came out, she said, "I like this song, Jerm. Play it again." So I play. I mean, that's a great song. Anyway, so I said, "No problem." But none of them seemed to have the mission that Lady Witchbeard was looking for. And then, you know, I played some, I would play, put like, then I'd play more Billy Eilish on my phone, uh, too. And then I was also using my phone to try to figure out, okay, what, what am I going to do here? I need to go deeper. But then it was the Commodores that saved me. Not Commodore 64, the Commodores. And I should have known it, like a sail on. And I played that song, and actually I liked it. Uh, I mean, I like it already, but I said, well, this is, but it didn't have a, I said, okay. Oh, Billy Ocean, that was another one. But anyway, I played Sail On, and then I left, and I came back the next day. That was the last song I played, and there was an assignment from Lady Witchbeard. She said something like, it's something like that. Uh, and at first I got caught up in the lyrics, which now I don't even remember because it's not important. I'll just tell you right up front. Uh, and I said, well, something maybe about, she said, that didn't she say it feels right or something? So I thought about the feel of that song. And I said, what other songs feel like that? And again, this is something you can't do by algorithm. But I used so I kept trying to find. Yeah, I mean, I went through all the recommendations from algorithms, and I said, no, no, no. But I got to find something. And you know, and the other one, some of those songs, I was like, what the heck? Like, uh, what does that song even mean? But so I was listening over and over again to that song, and I said, there is something here. There's something, in, uh, and I realized it was something like. Uh, 
about that song and what would lead me in the right direction was that it has a feel from my, not my childhood, but something like it of like when it was the 1980s, but I was watching a TV show from the 1970s. Let's see. And the, so I started going on music forums and telling people that. And I said, what? Uh, and it's, they, it's, yeah, it feels like that. Totally. No, no. Remind you of that? No, no, no. Feels a little bit like that. Uh, and at some point I thought about Fish, which, you know, is a, like, a band I listened to. And then I thought about, and I said, there's something about Captain and Tennille. And that was that was where I got you know. And this time, at this point, I'm in a fog because we're right up against like one or two days now. Lady Witchbeard is leaving, and I said, "With well, Captain and Tennille." So then I started listening to Captain and Tennille, which does feel like watching a '70s TV show in the '80s a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, let's see, what were their songs? We will be together. Uh, but something, some, something else. Uh, a couple, like uh, it's like it hasn't bump, bump, you know, that kind of thing. And then that's when I brought me. I said, but Fish didn't cover any Captain Tennille that I knew about. And I was like, oh, Captain and Tennille doesn't sing "Ride, Captain Ride." And at first, I thought that was a song because, oh boy, it has the Captain and Tennille. Uh, like a little bit of the Commodore's feeling of watching a 1970s TV show in the 80s or the 90s even was something a little bit funky, like it started like a start of a random game show or something. But I played that song over and over again, and the only thing Lady which we put is like almost there. Because I thought, okay, 73, I thought that was it. It had the mission. But then I said, this uh, is this about the summer of love? I don't even know. And it must have fallen asleep. Because, uh, like, when she's like, uh, I said, what am I going to do now? Like, now we're down to, like, like the next day, Lady Witchbeard's supposed to be leaving. And it was probably by the power of Carol King that inhabits the algorithms that play my music. But at some point, I know I heard the, 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 the music of this song, which was in that same realm. And uh, like it would do, 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 or something. Uh, like stuff with that, but with, you know, music and stuff and, and lyrics. And then I was, it was playing in my dreams. Uh, uh, over and over again, because uh, when I woke up, Lady Witchwood was there with my phone, with the re- the song just playing over and over again. And I, like I could hear the lyrics, like about a bay a western, and she said, "Germ, this is it." She was sitting there, and I hadn't been in her presence this close uh, in years. Uh, and I woke, and it was like I was in a dream. And she said, Germ, this is it. Uh, this is our very fine mission. And it's time to go. And I said, well, Lady Witchbeard, I'm going to rest my head just for five more minutes and get comfortable here. And get." And she said, that's a good idea. I'm going to take a, she goes, I'm going to take a 20-minute nap. Uh, and then we'll go on our mission and get comfortable and snuggle in. And take a nice resty poo until we set off on our mission. Good night.